If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Three, three, two, one. Do you know what I feel like doing? Open my eyes. Tell me what you see. Of course. I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Podcast. I am your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that are war-related. And I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? Is my war to his games is the BKS, the best kept secret going in war games today. What up? I'm always playing games, but what I'm also doing is thanking anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody they know. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. You you especially, you right there? Are you right there listening? Yeah, you. Yeah, you're one. The real one. So... It's safe to say, Survivor Series, War Games, Double right, Triple right, Header. Say it right. What? You're not saying Oh, what? you want the real, like the real, okay. So it's safe to say, let's just redo that all. All right. It's safe to say, WWE Survivor Series, War Games. Yep. It's not on the level of Regal, but. It, oh, yeah. Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce just sounded angry. He did. He did. Um, it's safe to say it delivered on multiple fronts. Uh, we're going to kind of break down everything that happened at the event because there is no shortage of things that happened there. Um, I guess. You start off with the first match. The women's yeah. war games match, which what a start to the show. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it set the tone for everything that was going to happen. And I think if we're talking about pacing of a card overall, I think this was a greatly built card. If greatly is a word. Kind of. There were some weak points um, on the card, but especially the women's um, war games match, I think was way better than the men's war games match. Really? It felt saturated. The five on five, I feel like the the nice, and there's been a lot of people have been saying the nice safe spot is the four on four war games, because then with five you have that extra twenty five minutes, and it kind of draw mm. draws out at near the end. It's like all right when because it, it doesn't start until the final fifth person both joins. So it's like you you don't really need that fifth member. I would love it in WWE two K twenty four have put that five person in there, but like watching it wise, I would rather have it four and four. And plus, we got 
you're a big NXT guy. We got that EO Sky um, spot with the trash can just yeeting herself off the cage. I, whenever she got up there and she had the trash can, like in my head, I knew it was going to happen. But then I'm like, don't do that. Don't don't do that. Like it's dangerous. Like like she hasn't but, done it before. Like she hasn't done it before. I know, but like she you you can't see where you're dropping. Like I get it, but I also like am concerned for your general safety. This is coming from the company that dropped people on thumb thumbtacks. What do you mean safety? Safety's out the window. Yeah, I know. I guess that's me just being uh I don't know. The parent of their yeah, game. maybe maybe time has changed me, um, but I guess coming out of the women's war game match, I want to pose the question to you. It's increasingly looking like Bailey is going to be the odd woman out for damage control. It seems as if Io Sky kind of formed her own group within the group with uh, Asuka, Io Sky, and now Kyrie Sane. To me, this results in Bailey being pushed out of the group. I don't know what Dakota Kai is doing, but you would assume something along the lines of the Kabuki Warriors comes to fruition. You leave, you leave my beautiful Dakota Kai out of this. She's part of Damage Culture. I am, but you don't know what she's doing. No, she, like she's, she's just there. She's healing. No, she's a translator for the Kabuki Warriors inside Damage Control. Oh, so she'll be like the middleman between this all. Oh yeah, she she did the translations from her from EO to Bailey. So mm. my problem is with Bailey being the odd person out. What appears to be the odd person out, you would be led to believe she will be turned face, or at least something like that. And I don't know, like. Bailey to me, like she started off as the face, like the hugger gimmick. It was very over, but then that lost steam. And it's like, how long can you keep that afloat with her running as a heel? Like heel characters are synonymous with certain people. I think of the Miz. I think Randy Orton. Well, look at the Uh Miz. Uh, I like how you did the Miz, but WWE took a page out of aw and like instead of doing a 180 on the character they're still that asshole but they're going against other assholes so you cheer for them you can have ba- you don't have to do the hugger gimmick with bailey anymore you could do the role the heel role model gimmick but as a face because that it's apparently we did really really well compared to the bomb hunger if you told me back in nxt 2015 2016 that bailey was going to be a better hero than a face i'll be like no absolutely no way yeah, they were saying she was going to be like the female John Cena. I remember that was tossed yeah, around a while back. Of, that, only because of the merchandise. Only because yeah. she, she was selling like crazy. Well, if I had to pick between being over and being rich, call me a cynic. I'd rather be rich. Uh, how much money do you drop on Black Friday, by the way, in Cyber Monday? <laughs> this isn't what the podcast is about, okay? Okay, let's just move on. You want to talk about move rich. On. But, but yeah, you bring up the point of... Bailey being this in-betweener. I would personally like that better. I think she would be more well-suited, like you said, still being the role model character, but on her own. I think that's perfectly fine. She can do the ding-dong hello. That was over for a decent amount of time. 
And it just adds a layer to her gimmick as far as like you can kind of get behind her now because she's she's been excommunicated from the group she made. And the whole purpose of that group was Bailey being the leading, no pun intended, role model for the younger talent she brought in. And now she's she's edge. She's edge for the judgment day. Look how this all can. I figured it out. I figured it all out. But um. No, I, I. Am I wrong? You are wrong because think about it. We're just missing mommy, but no one can replace my Dakota, Dakota. But anyway, um, the reach their own. The thing is, though, like you know, I can see you know SmackDown is yet to come of the of the recording of this episode. I can see you know Bailey saying I took you know I took bullets for everyone in the game, blah blah blah, and then EO or somebody be like, but yeah, you're the one who lost us the match. You may have taken mm. bullets for us, but you're the one who got pinned. You're the weak link. And then, yeah. or they can, you know, long story turning up till Mania, you can have EO, Asuka, and um, Kyrie Sane versus Bailey, Charlotte, Becky. Mania. Yeah. Rumor has it, it might be, they might, they're trying to do Mommy versus Becky at Mania. That's what I feel like that's what they're leading towards. But if they're, going to kick Bailey out on the road to Mania, you can have do the horsewoman, the four horsewoman, um, Sasha Banks, and then you can have... I've seen a report, like a thing on X, not Twitter, Twitter. that Sasha might be coming back. You do. I don't know. If that says, then if Dakota's clear to go at by Mania, then you have a four versus four at Mania. That's your... You know how WWE loves to have their tag matches at Mania? Four horsemen versus, versus um... Damage 2.0. Oh, yeah. Damage 2.0. Is that what people are calling it now? Now, I don't know if I was just half asleep because, you know, Survivor you Series were, is way were. past it, it was late, too. It was past your bedtime. It was late. Um, but I think Michael Cole said something as far as when Bailey was coming to the ring. Like, oh, Bailey was never viewed on the level of Charlotte, of the horsewomen. Like he brought that up. And, you know, I think nowadays you don't just bring things up without having some implication to them. So, yeah, maybe we are in store for the four V four horsewomen, whoever. I don't know. Um, But yeah, the women's division as of right now is in a good place. Of course, there's unknown factors like Jade Cargill looming in the shadows, which I think that is a Rhea versus Jade Cargill match or Bianca. You know, we always, those seeds were planted pretty much the raw after mania, right? It was, it was, but then you saw how the fans were what turning on Bianca. So they're like, all right, let's put the hall. You know, you think they could go anywhere. They could go with Jade Cargill versus Rhea at mania. That'd be Jay Cargo winning the Rumble, being like the most. She could set the put the rocket to her, give her the most women elimination at the Rumble, to give her that big of a threat to Rhea's title. You could do Becky too, but then Eo Sky. It's like who is it? It's gonna be Eo versus Bailey and Mania then for the title. If they do it that, it's like, like I said, Rhea's Ripley's title reign has been lackluster to say the least. Oh yeah. Besides, no, I agree. Besides the um, ground jewel match when it was the Fatal Fallway, that was the crowd didn't appreciate it, but that match was really good. But besides her that, entrance was dank. Oh, like, like they keep bringing up, like it gives me chills every time they bring it up during her entrance. Like 
she's a star. Like the presentation of Rhea now, it's just a, she's a star. Like it's she's ascended to that level of a Charlotte, of a Becky, of a Sasha Banks. Like she's on that echelon, at least in my opinion. Give, I, I could be wrong. And give credit to Edge. Edge is the one who advertised her to be in this group. Just imagine yeah. if they didn't hot shot the Judgment Day kicking Edge out. How many more people would have been part of the Judgment Day than Edge? Because Edge was teasing so many people to be part of this group. So if this group mm-hmm. had, because, you know, there was teasing, uh, I forget who else. They were teasing so many people at that time. Uh, I'm trying cool. to think. Shotzi, I know JD was always. JD, JD was the, yeah, but like Shotzi would have been a great fit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that would have just off the top of my head. But yeah, no, this match, I top the gun, really good. Where does this go for damage control? Where does this take Charlotte, Bailey, Bianca? I don't want to see Bianca in the title picture anytime soon. I know you, you're saying that they teased that at the night after Mania. I don't know about that. But going on to the next match of this War Games, um, Mike versus Gunther. I like how you say Mike. Yeah, no, that's how Gunther called him. He didn't call him by his his entertainment name. True. To me, going into this, there was never any hope for The Miz or Mike in this situation. There was, because somebody pointed out to me that if Miz won that match, he would have tied Chris Jericho's record for the most IC title reigns. And you know how WWE likes to try to break that record, especially how Chris Jericho's over there in the other company? Yeah. Well, there, there was when I when somebody brought that up to my attention, I was like, "Oh, what? Well, maybe? Mm, could they? No, would they? Maybe though. Wait a minute." Well, this kind of ties into a topic we're going to cover later down the line, as far as WrestleMania card predictions. But correct me if I'm wrong. You being the Randall Keith Orton fan, he did hold the IC title. Correct, right? His first single okay. title. Is, that's that's right. It's the picture in my head. Like I'm thinking him holding the white strap belt versus no, that the, was Cody. The that, was, one. that was that was Cody holding the white. Randy never hold the white strap title. Well, that's that was my thing. But um, yeah. So moving forward for Gunther, it's hard, at least in my opinion, to figure out the proper person to dethrone him. I think in the coming weeks on Raw, they said that they're going to have something to figure out who's next. Goldberg. Um, he's dead. It's Goldberg. Stop. Don't even. Because then there's a real possibility he drops the title. <laughs> um, Only if it's overseas. Only if it's in Saudi. Keep him far away from Saudi. There's no other things. Um, but yeah, like I'm trying to figure out who's next. Chad Gable comes to mind. Well, I, I think it's going to be Chad Gable, especially at how they added Akio Chizawa to Alpha Academy. And this past Monday Night Raw, the night after Survivor Series, they had a tag, tag team gauntlet match, and it was Otis and Akio Chizawa, not Otis and Chad. Yeah. So makes me think that they're pushing Chad more into that singles title, maybe Gunther Mania again, because that would have been... a Especially at Philly too, Mania, the crown um Chad at there, it would be it would be great, hundred percent. I would love that for him. Gunther, you know, you said Randy Orton would be a possibility to do that. I, I I'm worried about Randy's back. 
I, I, I really, Randy, Randy said 10 more. Save that for later. Cause I have, I have assumptions, but <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to do that, but uh, I'll let you finish what you were about to say, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I have, hold I have on a hunch. That. Um, they're, they're teasing up Royal Rumble. So I think either you give Gunther the Rumble spot and introduce Brock and that goes to Mania. Two big boys. We, we never got Keith versus Brock at Mania, so give me Gun- Gunther and Brock. But don't give Brock While that would be, that would be an amazing match. My problem is, if we're going to have somebody dethrone Gunther, Does it have I don't to be want Mania? It... Does it have to be at Mania where he gets thrown? That's the question. The, that, that would be the stage, but then you also factor in, let's face it, whoever it is, whoever, wherever, however... Roman is getting dethroned at Mania. And I know I'm going to dig myself into this ditch, God forbid, again, a second year in a row. But I will stake this early, as you like to call your home runs. I don't care who it is. You called it last year. You struck out that home run, turned out to be a foul ball. It, It was a very, it hit the little kid in the stands, honestly. But. Having someone dethrone Roman, having someone dethrone Gunther all in the same weekend, and let's assume Jake Paul is defending his United States Championship, blah, 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 like the tag titles. It's too much like monumental losses at Mania. So who knows? Maybe Gunther does go on to face Brock or an older person. I would just want to see him retain in that instance. But if it's a younger star, up-and-comer, Chad Gable, yeah, dethrone Gunther, maybe even before Mania. That That's just where I stand on it. If it's an older person, have him hold it till Mania, then, hey, he wins, he goes over like against Brock, and then night after Mania, somebody beats him. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe b l i don't know bronson reed 
next challenger. Not the not not to beat him, but maybe the next challenger, Bronson Reed. We got that. I could Raw. see that. I can see that because he. Yeah, you're right. He is getting like this solo push. push. Also, Ivar, like for some sh- like not a strange reason. Yeah, you know, Eric, I like Eric's the Viking injured. Raiders. Eric's injured, but like they are really like utilizing him in their absence. Because you know, like, back back before Triple H took over. We had if if a tag team was injured, that if one person was injured, that team wouldn't be even be shown. Yeah. But now he's being shown, even though he's not. They're like, all right, your teammates not here. Let's put you as a single star. See how you do. Killing it. And there's always like Ilya Dragunov somewhere lurking. He's down in NXT now, but that's a that's a viable challenger for Gunther. Now, I'm trying to think as far as like. What else is there to discuss before we really get into the meat and potatoes of Survivor Series being the men's match? Because it just seems like everything, and I mean everything, came to a head during this main event. Like, is there anything you you, you really want to talk about? Because there's a lot to unpack with this. Like, because you you really hit the nail on the head when you said a lot just happened. Well, which match? I was paying attention. Just in general for Survivor Series, because then we can just talk about the men's match. All right. Well, you don't want to talk about mommies? You're your little. All right. I guess we can talk about that real quick. Because Zoe Stark showed up. She did. It, it no, was, was, no it, doubt. It was either show shut show up or oh shut up, and she hundred percent showed up at Survivor Series. This is what I like, but also don't like what they did here. It just, at least to me, seemed thrown together. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's what made it good because you don't really know too much about Zoe Stark, at least to the casual fan. Well, you know her about that match with Becky Lynch, the Stratus era, that feud. Yeah, you get the little taste of her. But now she's on her own and you got the taste and she can hang. It's just, to me, I wasn't inspired by this match. Like, I... We always talked about viable challengers for Rhea. Yeah. And it's like she now she's running through, and I mean everybody. Well, that's why I say I think Jay Carger is going to be the one to win it. But if you need yeah. to show how dominant Jay Carger is, you have her win, not just win the Rumble, but have the most women's elimination. The Kane treatment. The Kane treatment, yeah. But have her win it after. Kane never won the yeah. Rumble, but had the most elimination uh, match. You have you do that with Jay Carger. You have her have the most women eliminations, not the men's, but the women set that record, and then you have a win it as well. But like you say, going back to Zoe, and there was no no one thought Zoe was going to take the title, but this shows that down the line, she could be world champion. She can carry match other people to um a plus magic because this was I, I had no idea how good this match was going to be because be, solely because of the build for the second. I was, I didn't realize there was no build. Basically it was just thrown together. Yeah. The match, the match didn't feel like that, which is good. Yeah. It's always good. Yeah. No, and it, I'm know. to both of them to make them me actually care for this match with no build. All right. Now we were talk about the main event since you jumped, jumped the shark a little bit. I did, you know, oh, no, I, wait, well, wait, wait, before we talk about the main event, let's talk yeah. about the returning superstar. R-Truth. Oh, how could I forget? They teased, My bad. They, they, they teased us throughout this whole show with two other superstars and then R-Truth. And they were like, 
All right, here, here's, here's the guy right here for you. This is the guy you wanted to return, right? Talk about being overshadowed, you know? Like, Our truth is back in the fold. Comedy, I cannot wait for the comedy sessions to start. This past Monday Night Raw with Judgment Day and their little um, clubhouse was fucking hilarious. He's like, no, oh, I'll be your fifth member. That was last great. night. Did we win? Our truth always delivers. He does. The, the fact, my favorite part is like when Damien was like, it happened Saturday. Did, did you guys win? How'd I do? <laughs> I was like, it's like you got knocked in the head. Yeah. It's great. Our like, truth is always that one thing in wrestling. No matter what, you can just kind of depend on. He's going to make you laugh. It's, like, it's, it's hard to make me laugh with stuff like this because they try too hard. But our truth just does things that you're just like, bro. <laughs> Come on now, it's great. It's he's really underappreciated. Yeah, and oh, yeah, yeah. Hall of Famer. Can't wait to see his Hall of Fame oh speech. Oh my god, yo, little Jimmy's gonna introduce him, induct him. Maybe we'll finally see little Jimmy. Jimmy. Like see him. No, it'd be amazing if it's just no one on stage, but you hear a voice. Oh yeah, it's like the voice of God or yeah. something. But all right. The War Games match for the men's side of things had a lot going. Let's let's try to to weave a web here and talk about all of it because we had one. Let's talk about the dynamic of Randy Orton making his return. Well, it was also teased throughout. Like, is he actually going to be here? And then everyone on Twitter like, oh, Randy is it in the show yet? So maybe it might be even Punk. And they just tricked us saying it was Randy. So they were teasing us that Randy might not even show up. People thought Randy, if Randy did show up, he was going to turn heel at the end of the match with the RKO. That was my thing. My, and this leads into what was shown on Raw. My, my hope, and I guess this is, I don't know what this means for me. My hope at the end of all this Sure, there was that brilliant tension between him and Jay. But at the end of the match, when Randy passed Damian to Cody, I was hoping for that Randy Orton turn. I was hoping because he he just it just had the writing. It had all the signs that Randy was going to turn on Cody. And that would provide Cody a program moving into WrestleMania season. Because what a way to climb the mountain yet again than by going through your own mentor, the guy that brought you up in the business, being Randy Orton. But Randy didn't turn. Everyone had a good ending. And, you know, throughout this match, we got the classic spots with Randy. The draping DDT, the RKOs. He was... He was feeling it. He was feeling it. And it, it just makes me happy to see him back in a ring, hearing voices again. Like, you just you just love Randy Orton. I love me some Randy Orton. He's your guy, too. So I bet you you felt pretty happy. Now, throughout this match, you kind of said this earlier in the podcast. You had your reservations about his back. There are things that like wrestlers do to kind of make up for that. And I think they, and I don't, I don't want to demean this, but they hit it very well. You do. But the thing is, Randy lands on his back with the RKO. You can't really hide that aspect of it. 
Well, this is just like Daniel Bryan when he came back from his neck injury. Remember we were talking about it? We were like, every time he did something, you were kind of like, Ugh. like, is this going to be the one? Like, uh, you don't hope for it, you but like, you, it, you're yeah. worried. You're worried. You're worried. The thing is, the thing is with, with Daniel Bryan's high spots, you have somebody hopefully able to catch you. With Randy Orton for the RKO, you have no one to catch you but the, um, the mat. And that's what. Yeah. So... Oh, okay. your thoughts on the return pretty much phenomenal the tease uh, we almost got a match inside a match with the ca- almost cash in i was like oh my god inception right can wait doesn't that mean it's no longer no disqualification can somebody just break up the pen and it's out and then damien wins by disqualification i was like well this is gonna be great but you know randy coming in looking fucking jacked my mm. man brought 15 more pounds on him during the fucking rehabilitation and then at the end of the show, you know, he's walking out. He said 10 more years. It's been stated that Randy wants to be the undertaker of the um, this to keep going as long as possible. I hope he does. Randy was like, I don't care if I win another title. I don't care if I don't beat Rick Flair's re- record. I think he should be the only one to be able to beat Rick Flair's record, to be fair. But he said, he, if anything else, he wants to do this as long as the undertaker did it. Go back that was props to Randy for that because he's the one guy who never would be the one guy just like the under never left. Yeah, he's a WWE guy, yeah. and that's how he's going to end his career. I just that's just how it goes. He's a WWE homegrown talent. He really is. Now, now you brought up the cash in. I thought this was brilliant, and I thought potentially this is where they pull the trigger because you have so much going on. I think the last thing everyone was thinking about was the world heavyweight champion is in this match. Mr. Money in the Bank is in this match. No, I wasn't thinking about Money in the Bank at all. Like it was it was the proper diversion. It was Randy Orton, it was the looming threat not threat, but like the looming thing of CM Punk and then you got the War Games match in general. And they didn't tease it was perfect. They didn't tease the Money in the Bank briefcase. They're like, "Well, after we win, war games we're gonna cash in like they just put that in the bag burner like don't worry about the briefcase like it's not important at all and that's what i love about cash ins when you forget that that this superstar has the money in the bank briefcase and he comes in the cashes in and you'd be like holy shit i forgot he had the briefcase and it was even like now looking back on the match in general when drew mcintyre wanted to come out to attack jay Damien held him back and was like, remember the plan. And that was the plan to cash in during war games. And again, it's just it's just a masterclass of booking, of storytelling, of everything. And I guess now that we brought up Drew, he said he's not a part of Judgment Day. But clearly, there is a path we are walking for heel Drew. No, no. I think it's a full on heel he is. after Monday Night Raw. Yeah, well, he headbutted Seth. He busted blah, blah, his blah, head yeah. open on that. You saw that he that dent on his head. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. It hit, so, I, I had a look. I thought he hit the title for a second instead of his um head because you there was no way you could cut him cutting his head like cutting himself hard way. So that was like either he hit his he actually hit Seth's head or he hit the title. Yeah, but I'm here for heel Drew. I I think. Him as a heel moving forward is a great idea. Broken dreams. That's all I want. If he's heel, give me broken dreams. Seth, uh, not Seth, um, 
during the match at a crown jewel, Drew tweeted, what is yours? Now is mine. Like the lyrics to that when he was a picture of Drew versus Seth. And I was like, if that doesn't come back in crown jewel, I'm going to be upset. But now that we have full on heel Drew McIntyre, I I want broken dreams. Give me broken dreams. Uh, I think at the Rumble, we're going to get Jay versus Drew. I think Drew's going to cost Jay the world title match. And Drew was like, well, you cost me multiple times back a year ago. So I'm just giving you the receipt for that. But Drew versus um, Jay Uso at um, Roy Rumble or even, you know, put that. This this also could have been a, a WrestleMania match. Jay versus Drew. It's That's how good it is. But you know it's going to be Jay versus Jimmy at the Royal Rumble. So my brain is going as Rumble, Jay and Jimmy are both in the match, and they both eliminate each other, and they fight off, and that's how they're going to set up Mania. But then it's like, are you going to just give us Drew versus Jay at, um, at, at Raw? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. That, this is a good well, next week. Yeah, next week, Jay has his World Heavyweight Championship match. Which Drew's going to cost him. Everyone knows that. And they, there was a tweet going out, which was hilarious, saying they're going to use the next two months to build to the Rumble. Again, I think what you said, Jay versus Drew at the Rumble, is pretty much all but locked in at this point. Like I said, but then you have a way, you need a way to speed up Jay versus Jimmy. And I think the only way that I can make that work is by eliminating each other at the rumble yeah well they can have a match early in the card and then just participate in the rumble but that's always how to miss it sometimes you see that you see the people in because whenever people daniel bryan and bray wyatt they opened up royal rumble everybody thought daniel bryan was going to be number 30 and it turned out to be fucking ray mysterio that was a dark time. But also, let's not forget what Randy said last night on Raw. He's keeping receipts for the bloodline. And it seems as of right now, the two people out for the bloodline right now are Drew and Randy. I mean, Co- Cody, of course, but he's he's dealing with Nakamura. That's a whole other. Uh, well, I don't know why whole... you're upset about that. That match is going to be a banger. It's going to be good, but. I, we all thought it was punk. Let's be honest. Oh no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Everyone thought it was punk, but um, it's still going to be a banger, nonetheless. It will be, nonetheless. So, but Randy, I think if anything, he's going to turn heel on Sammy. And uh, even though he said to Jay, you know, we're good, whatever. But it's Randy, never you never yeah. trust a snake. What they say, and I think he's going to turn on Sammy. And he's going to turn on Jay, and I think at Mania. We're gonna get either. We're gonna get Randy versus Sammy, Sammy at Mania. Calling my shot right now, this early on. Randy and Sammy at Mania. Randy Sammy putting it in right now, locking it in. Lock it in. All right, I respect that. We both had a. This, this is too early. This is too early for me, but I'm locking. I sold myself. Well, you know, it. I'll give you. I'll give you a whole podcast. Let's just do the whole card. So. As of right now, that's one of your matches locked in. I locked in a match or a, a stipulation. Watch, watch Is that what you want to call it? An outcome? An outcome. But watch, watch they announce The Rock versus Roman. Oh, my gosh. Please don't do that. <laughs> so in order to, like, just address it, it's an elephant in the room. That, CM Punk came no. back at the end of this. No, the elephant in the room is that you can never trust a WWE yeah. copyright logo. 
Yeah, that too. That's a classic. That's that's a classic Triple H move. My my thing was whenever the camera zoomed out to that wide shot of the arena, I was like, oh, it's it's definitely happening now because you, you got to capture the whole arena whenever that music hit. But um, we're going to do a whole separate podcast talking about CM Punk's return to WWE because it's just that big. Um, there's a lot of like fallout from it. There's a lot of things to talk about there. Which we're, I mean, we're, no, we're, we're no doubt. More in depth with it. Yeah. And I think everyone, it, was, it wasn't like how AEW was like the worst kept secret. Um, everyone knew he was coming to AEW, but, but this one, it's like, there, there's a chance he's going to be there. There's a chance he's not going to be there. That was a 50-50. And I feel 50, like... 50-50 booking. And they, they teased it. They're like, he wasn't showing up anywhere at the matches. Can you imagine if they didn't do it at all and they did it in Texas? And the, the crowd, Chicago would have done a riot. But I think they did it perfectly. They kept it close to the chest. Him and Triple H and one person in Punk only knew this was coming together. No one in the back knew. They Triple H told him they hit the copyright logo and then he told them to hit CM Punk's music. Like no one I saw this coming. No one. You could say you could say you had an idea. You can have said like there maybe, but you weren't hundred percent was like because on our podcast I'm like, there's a chance he can be come back. There's a chance. Is he? I don't know. But because of the yeah. bad blood with Triple H and CM Punk, but Triple H said a good thing on the press press pass was press conference like if you were if you're the same person ten years ago, you really haven't changed. You haven't grown, and that was a perfect. Um, because Triple H isn't the same person he was ten years ago. We got I got a lot of the time. I got so much. Yeah. Like now that it, we've opened Pandora's box, like it, it's it's there. We'll do a whole other podcast because that's going to take up so much time. But as of right now, that about does it here for the Get Comfy Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every week on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Yeah, all of them. Every single one. MySpace, too, I know. MySpace. If that's still a thing. It is a thing. But I've I've been Kalo, joined by the one and only. BKS, the best kept sauce. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.